Welcome to Conversations with Marion. I'm here with my, one of my best friends in the world and my partner in ministry and crime, Mark <laughs> Keene. And uh, he's the associate pastor here with me, but also, you know, he's been here since six months of founding this ministry. Mm-hmm. And we do a lot of other cool things together. Uh, we coach. We we love leadership. We love to hang out. We love the lake, too, don't we? We Mark? do. We just have some fun on the lake. You yeah. throwing my son off. After he talked trash, that was kind of fun. Yeah, you don't talk trash to the guy that's pulling you on the tube. Listen, that's if, not. If you've never met Pastor Marion, do not talk trash if you're on a boat with him. Okay, just especially don't do at it. the end of a rope and you're hanging on a tube for your life. So don't don't yeah. do that. But we got some really cool stuff coming up. And and Mark, uh, before we get into what we're going to be talking about here on this podcast, why don't you just update folks some of the things, man, that's going on in your life and ministry and oh, wow. coaching company and yeah so um i'm loving life right now i know you are i'm (laughs) loving uh, hanging around you it's contagious uh, like god has just been so good and so about uh, five years ago really went deep dive Mm -hmm. into just growing and even some of the things we're going to talk about today with thriving Mm -hmm. i was not thriving five years ago you know it because you you felt the effect of it and i just you know made a determination to go deep dive and really seek god and um out of that just began to grow a whole lot Mm -hmm. and then about three and a half years ago, um, you remember, because we sat down to have the conversations, but uh, I felt God really leading me to start a business and to do coaching and specifically facilitate transformation through Mastermind. So mm-hmm. I started a company called Transformation Coaching, and uh, initially I was leading Christian business leaders mm-hmm. um, in those and started several of those and did the one-on-one mm-hmm. coaching. And then I went to some larger personal development events and just saw an opportunity that everybody needed because mm-hmm. most maybe most people watching this one, uh, you've been to those church events, you've been on the retreat to church camp, and then you're like, my life is going to be different. I'm changed forever. And then like 30 days, 60 days later. Um, or a week or two. Yeah, or a week. Yeah, uh, it all falls apart. And so like mastermind small groups, like so it's similar to small groups, but a much deeper well, focus. Well, what we growth. found, what we discovered, Mark and I, where we've been doing it so long together, and he got me into coaching. So I'd been coaching too. And we've been coaching a couple of years. And we're like, wait a minute. Man, this is discipleship. It yeah. didn't matter if we were coaching people that were, you know, very high-level business leaders from different yeah. states and even in other countries yeah. and, or Christian leaders. You know, it's the same principles. Mm-hmm. And so we looked at it and said, why don't we do this for the church? This yeah. is, we can touch a lot more people. And yeah. we started that also a few years ago, yeah. weekly discipleship, which really is mastermind coaching. It started mm-hmm. with you, myself, and Pastor Steph. Yeah. And now we branched it out into other leaders, and we're yeah. coaching – we have so about, many of our team every week. Yeah, we have about 80 people. So we call them edge groups, which mm-hmm. stands for exponential discipleship, growth, and expansion. Um, and so we have about 80 leaders in edge groups every week, build a team of about 14 different coaches who lead those groups every week. And it is deep development, growth, mindset, spiritual, every area of our lives. And so it's just been, it's done so much in shifting culture and deepening culture that was already here. Uh, and strengthening relationships and discipleship, all those kind of things. So we're doing that. I mean, we're very excited. Well, and the because cool thing about that, that's the leader of leaders. So yeah. this is not just anyone in our church. These are people who are leading groups, leading teams, leading ministry. They're doing ministry. 
And we said, man, we don't want to be management. We want to empower. We want to equip. We want mm -hmm. to grow. And then God gave us a word about clarity, growth, and vitality. Mm -hmm. And we've been implementing that. But you were getting ready to tell them about a little sneak preview of something else, I think. I was. So, I was. Yeah. So the thing we're super <clears throat> excited about is because we've been doing this for three years now, and we've got level really, one, we're level in our, two, we're level entering three. our fourth. We're almost in. Yeah, our, we'll be getting ready to go into our fourth year, <clears> and the transformation in our church and our the people in our church. Mm -hmm. and, and here's the big thing about edge groups: it's not about management. Zero, Zero. management. We're Zero. not getting any work done. But the management about, gets done because the investments made. It does, and it's all about pouring in. And so our people have been built up, and they're more committed and serving and giving than they've mm -hmm. ever been. And so we realized, especially we've already we talked about it for years. But when COVID happened, mm -hmm. we realized the urgency and responsibility we had yes. to be able to package this system to be able to give pastors all around the country uh, a tool, a yes. system to be able to disciple, to invest, to build mm -hmm. culture, and to strengthen their church mm -hmm. from the inside out. Yes. And uh, we'll come around a little bit why that's been a, a big thing for us as we start to talk about thriving. But it's just been amazing. So we've got that going, and then business-wise, when I went to that event, everything expanded. So now I've got clients uh, in weekly masterminds and one-on-one -on -one coaching in about 25 states and five different countries around the world. And so really good to bring transformation and still serving here in the local church and building the house and serving you. And let me just say, by the way, if you're a pastor or a leader watching this, uh, my wife and I, are, we've been with Pastor Marion and Steph for 21 years, and our commitment was we're not doing anything without their blessing. Mm -hmm. And I think the one of the massive reasons why it, God has blessed it is because from the beginning we had their blessing and there's been communication all the oh, way yeah, through yeah, yeah. and growth together oh, yeah, and launching yeah. new business ventures yeah, together yeah. Um, and just keeping the house at the top too and mm. building the house. And so uh, I'm just, I'm honored to have a pastor that uh, allowed for vision that didn't start with him, um, but allowed for that and has celebrated that. And so it's just an honor to serve you and Pastor Steph and, it's just well, it's cool more being, fun. Well, it's cool being a pastor and seeing the growth in you and Katie and your family and, mm -hmm. and how it's blessed you, but you've turned around and, and just poured back into the church even more, yeah. and you're leading at such a higher level now, <clears throat> which is also so cool. So it's rare to find someone like, you know, Mark or Katie that, that once they – you know, really have uh, some favor and some great things happening. It's kind of like, see you later. Mm -hmm. And if they did that, it'd be fine. He served great. But it's also cool that we're doing life together. Yeah. And that, that's what's amazing. And yeah. But anyway, getting on to what okay. we're here Private. for. <clears throat> so we, we have found, and as we've been talking about our edge groups and so on, the leaders of leaders in our church are thriving. People associated with them are thriving. But there are some always in our church, especially since we're not meeting on the property as much mm -hmm. and as frequently. And we have people in other states and everything that's become part of Bethel Harvest, Beth, our, our church and our ministry. And we have so many more. We're probably three or four times as many people actually uh, in our services now due mm -hmm. to Facebook Live, YouTube, right. and so on. And we thought, man, we, want, we, we have certain events every year. Uh, and, and those events are so cool, and uh, Take Charge events. It's a huge, cool weekend, and we'll talk yep. about that in a moment. Yeah. And we just got, really were talking and brainstorming and just, man, where are we at? Where's the church? But then we thought about where's our community at, not yeah. just the church. Where's our For city, sure. our state, our nation? Yeah. And especially coming into elections and all the stuff that's going on. <laughs> and we just said, wow. It's t you know, we see a lot of people thriving, but there's a lot of people not. Mm -mm. And we just surviving. said, wait a minute, they're surviving. And yeah. we said, man, how can we – bring tools to mm -hmm. folks 
to help them overcome just surviving and move into thriving in every area of their life. Yeah. And we've come up with a little thriving challenge, a 21-day challenge we want to share with you. But in the meantime, uh, I'm kicking off a series here. Myself, mm -hmm. you, and others, will, and Pastor Steph will be mm -hmm. ministering during that time. And, and we're going to be really given uh, the, the tools, the revelation, mm -hmm. and the leadership yeah. to help people implement their life. And then we've got some cool stuff throughout the week. Mm -hmm. that we're going to be doing. But I wanted you to take a moment just to share with them the main tool we'll use throughout the week to equip them and empower them, which yeah. is something that's changed our life. Yeah. Well, let me uh, think you might be leading to the other thing. Let me tell the first step. Okay. One of the things we're going to do is the, what you mentioned, the 21 days of thriving challenge. Mm -hmm. And so what we're going to do is every day for 21 days. So Pastor Marin will kick off a series on the 30th. I don't care where you're at listening to this. You can tune in and be part of that, whether mm -hmm. it's the morning of or uh, watching the replay. So we'll kick off that series on the 30th of mm -hmm. August. And then beginning Monday the 31st, mm -hmm. we're going to have daily videos. They'll go live on Facebook at like 6 a.m. or something like that. And we're just a little five-minute or less video. Mm -hmm. We'll give you scripture. We'll give you a prayer focus. We'll give you a word of encouragement. Pastor Marion, myself, Pastor Steph, a couple others on the team. And we're just, we want to equip you to thrive, to give you the tools, the mindset, the revelation, like Pastor was saying, um, to be able to thrive. And that's just one day to kind of jumpstart. Because it's been so easy for so many to slip back into survival mode during this pandemic. And, and really, you know, during this time, Mark, and one of the reasons we're doing this daily with you, and we're going to have it like posted very early, probably 6 a.m. every mm -hmm. morning, so you can start your day or pick it up later, <clears throat> excuse me, and then uh, we're going to really focus on you establishing a culture in your life with new habits. A lot of times mm -hmm. we talk about discipline, and we say, I need to be more disciplined. I'm not doing this, or I'm not doing that. Discipline is not something where you just – put limits on your day and you put yourself with little blinders on and I do this at this time, this at this time, and this at this time every day of my life. No, that's prison. That's not discipline. <laughs> discipline is when you have the discipline it takes to form a habit that's good. And then when you form a habit, whether it's with your health, whether it's when you're growing, whether it's with your finances, your family, your ministry, your anointing. Mm -hmm. And once you take that, and people say, well, you know, in 21 days, you should have a habit. Not necessarily. You don't establish the habit till you establish the habit. Mm -hmm. So true discipline is ever how long it takes. If it takes a week or six months, whatever it takes for me yeah. to, to, to form hab a habit that's transformational to me and to those around me, mm -hmm. that's what discipline is. And that's one yeah. of the reasons we want to just 21 days is really a kickoff to get you jump-started yes. yes. into the habits you need. Yeah. And you will determine, is it more prayer I need? Is mm -hmm. it more discipleship I need? Is it more leadership? Is mm -hmm. it more relational? Yep. Whatever it is, we're going to be hitting those components every morning. It's a kickoff yep. and give you the tools to dive in deeper throughout your day. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and I, I really think that key language, it's a kickoff. It's a jump-start. Um, typically like the newer <laughs> research, you know, back mm -hmm. in the day, we'd say it takes 21 days to develop a habit, like you were saying, but newer research says 60, 66 mm -hmm. days about how long. So we're just going to get you like enough to get really jump started and go into that. So, okay. Now Let's you were, do it. You were yeah. prompt, prompting me on something. Well, there's, there's a real cool tool that we use. Yeah. We've taken all of our leaders. We've actually taken the entire church on a Sunday morning through it at a high level. Mm -hmm. But this tool, Mark's going to take a few minutes to explain it to you. And it's kind of what we'll be rolling out again and, and implementing one more time to just yeah. real, again, just to cause repetition. That's it's repetition is the motor. And, learning. and this will bring, I promise you energy to your life, to your thinking, to your creativity 
to your health, every aspect of your life, especially your walk with God. So, Mark, yeah. you want to take a moment and share it with us? Um, so this was a mentor gave this to me about three and a half years ago mm -hmm. when I first learned this. I began to implement this into my life. Uh, one of the questions I get most, actually, typically they look at my wife and they say, is he always like this? Um, and just because and of he the lives it when you see this, he lives this. Yeah, that's it. Um, so, but literally people, the question is about the energy, right? Mm -hmm. And this is not just about the energy. This is about more than that, but it's called five to thrive. All right. Not my original language, but this is what I'm going to give it to you. Five to thrive. <coughs> and as you see on this diagram over here, I'm going to slide over here. What's up, everybody? Um, you've got this, this middle is called the triad, the triad of meaning. And it's foundation is physiology. And then you've got focus and then you've got language. Listen, we like for you believers watching this, we know the Bible is our foundation, but this triad, what this does is it will determine your state, your state, mental, emotional, physical state. Okay. So your physiology, what you do with your body. Let's, let's take a second for this. I want to say this state. What is that? That's your mindset. Not only mentally, it's your spiritual mindset yep. and your physiology is your physical mindset, because as we know, emotions is where the energy comes from yep. and when he says state i want you to understand what that is yeah so <clears throat> physiology is what you do with your body focus is what you do with your mind language is what you do with your words life and death is in the power of the tongue um so proverbs verse focus uh be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind so you will be able to test and approve what god's will is yes. his good pleasing and perfect will second corinthians 10 5 take captive every thought and bring it into the obedience of christ mm -hmm. um, Focus, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Um, Philippians 4, 8, whatever things are pure, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just. You get the idea. Focus. And then physiology, I like to call this praise state. If you read through the Psalms, what did David do? Early in the morning, I'll praise you. Late at night, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to get down on my face. I'm going to raise my voice. I'm going to dance. Like physiology, praise state. David knew how to, on command, mm -hmm. shift his physiology and if you read through the Psalms, it, sometimes it feels like this. It, like David was a little, um, what do you call that? The, the emotions. When yeah, emotional swings. Got yeah, swings. swings. <clears throat> um, but, but he did that in the bad times and the good times. Yes. He always knew how to praise himself. Uh, you were just preaching Sunday when he said, and when I, when Stirs everybody and... got, his wives and children were taken away. The city was burned down um, by the Malachites. And he encouraged himself. No matter what David did, his home was praised. So what that demonstrates is the power of that phys physiology, what you do with your body to praise. Because then you can't do that without shifting your mindset. And you know what? With what words you speak, you have power to speak those things that are not as though they were. So what you do with these three things will determine your state. And that state will determine the meaning that you bring to anything that's happening in your life. So for instance, if, if I'm in a grumpy state, um, and I come into the office and you say something to me, and I'm in a grumpy state, am I going to give that a pot? Whatever he says to me, good or bad, am I going to give it a positive or a negative meaning mm -hmm. based on my state? Mm -hmm. I'm going to give it a negative meaning. But if I come into the office and I'm like, oh, it's a good day. God is good. He could say something mean to me. Not that you would. But he could say something that I didn't like, and I still would give it a meaning like, you know what, pastor, he needs me to encourage him today, right? Mm -hmm. So your state will determine the meaning that you bring to anything. A whole lot more I could go into deeper on that. Now, this is all state, but if you want the, all five to thrive in your life, you've got to involve the other two, which is the compelling future and your identity. Compelling future 
and identity. That is five to thrive. Physiology, focus, language, identity, and compelling future. Now, this state, that's moment to moment. Like, uh, we, we teach people around here how to make the move. Woo! Like, I, on command, on demand, I can create energy. You can do the same thing, yeah. right? We can do that. But you can't make your move through the pandemic. You can't make your move through the addiction. You can't make your move through depression. You've actually got to do some deeper work. And that's where this identity component, am I enough? Am I worthy? Am I smart enough? Do I deserve it? Like all those things come into this identity. And man, we have the unfair advantage on the world mm -hmm. because we know who we are in Christ. And when yes. you realize who you are in Christ and you are enough, yes, um, <clears throat> it's an unfair advantage. So identity, but then not just that, it's the compelling future mm -hmm. of, um, you know, this is uh, Habakkuk, one of the first verses you ever preached that I heard you yeah. preach and that you, that you preached here at the church. Mm -hmm. Habakkuk too, that they, he wrote the vision and made it plain so they could run with it that read it, right? Mm -hmm. Compelling future. Have you written the vision for your own life? There's a destiny that God has for your life. Are you clear about what that is? Because this right here, this triad, it's work. Yeah. To manage the physiology, the focus and language. And you need, in order to do that work, the fuel is knowing who you are in Christ and having a compelling future, knowing the destiny to which God has called you, the calling that he's called you to fulfill. And so when you are operating in all these things, it gives you power. And, I mean, we could quote scripture along every single one of these points, but this is just a tool that, like you said, we've been applying this for years. Yeah. And... Well, and what you realize is, guys, is vision is what drives us, compels us. Why, you know, why are we here? The biggest Where question. Where there is no vision. Where, yeah, you perish. And in Habakkuk 2, it talks about writing the vision on their hearts. Mm -hmm. And what's that representing? A spirit, soul, and body, that whenever it is. So what happens is when people sit around, and we say around here, where your focus goes, your energy flows. And when we're mm -hmm. talking about energy, we're talking about spirit soul and body mm -hmm. where am i in my soul my, my decision making resources where what where's my energy is it positive or negative where am i at with with because my my language my confession mm -hmm. right where am i at with my my body and my physiology flesh blood and bone so here's the key we we know this scientifically even and psychologists will teach you that fear is really comes from your emotion. It's a feeling. Mm -hmm. So one of the ways to break fear is get moving, do mm -hmm. something physical. Yeah. So there's things that you can learn through this thriving uh, thing that we're going to be teaching you is how to break fear off your life. Now, obviously, fear can become a spirit if you've mm -hmm. been in it and you're in it a long time, mm -hmm. and we understand that. But there's so many things right now in COVID where we isolate mm -hmm. and our energy, our focus goes on what's missing or mm -hmm. what could happen or yep. what may happen. I mean, it's, it's like I was watching something the other day, and it said that, uh, body armor, you know, for uh, shields that are bulletproof and the body armor for your body has went up four or five hundred percent, not once the riding start, but when COVID first happened, wow. their business normally it's just police officers buying it, banks and so mm. on. No, average Joes are mm. already assuming, oh my God, that, yeah. and they said as soon as the toilet paper uh, became rationed, they, their business went up over four to five hundred percent now if, if that's going to get people in fear mm -hmm. that they may not be able to get tp on demand <laughs> my goodness where's where's yeah. people at let and this is the kind of stuff that breaks that off your life yeah. well let me yeah. illustrate just with the very thing you said <clears throat> fear all mm -hmm. right so if you are in fear what's your physiology if you're in fear what's your body look like 
Is it up, chest up, and ready to go? Or is fear more retreating and going small and looking inward and like, like physiology, like the emotional stress state, the anxiety, all that goes, that fear begins to create that. And where's your focus? Your focus, just like you said, what might happen, what could happen that's horrible, nothing good, of course. Right. Like the end of the world's coming. And so that's where the focus, and the language, where's the language go? Same place. Oh, my gosh, who knows what's going to happen next? And I don't know, what if the And where does that come, come from? And, that comes from a mindset of what we're listening to, what we're mm-hmm. watching. It's all 99.9% negative. Yep. And then that gets in our mind, and we let it get in our heart, yep. and it affects our body. Yep. And then what happened? Do you ever think King David went into a battle, even though he might have been facing fear, chewing his nails, his head down to lead his men? Mm-hmm. No. The reason mighty men came to him in the cave was because even in his downtime, he learned how to stir himself up like he did in Ziglag. He knew who he was. Yeah. He knew his identity. Covenant. And he had a compelling future. I'm going to fight mm-hmm. this battle and win it for mm-hmm. my people and for my God. That's where it started with Goliath. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies mm-hmm. of the living God? So... Now, when you flip it and you say 2 Timothy 1, 7, uh, God did not give me a spirit of fear, fear but a spirit a sound of power mind. and love and a, and a sound mind. mind. And that's your focus. That's your language. That's your physiology. It gives you a compelling future because I'm the, the, mighty, I'm the greatness of God. He's called me to, to be a warrior for him. You know who you are in Christ. Look how like that little illustration of fear mm-hmm. is right there on the board in front of you. But see now what this does it unlocks for you. Some of you just thought you got overwhelmed by fear and yeah. you didn't know what to do about it. This is a tool, and that's what we're going to equip them with during these so, 21 days of thriving. So do you feel the energy? Are you ready to thrive? I do, <laughs> just hanging out with Mark. So what I want you to realize is we're getting ready to wrap this up now, but yeah. what I want you to realize is, is this is an opportunity yes. for you to get on our 21-day challenge. Yes. Go to our Facebook page. Go to our Facebook page, Bethel Harvest Church, and jump on it, and uh, you'll get all the information there. And this is a time really where you have to make a decision. If you mm-hmm. want breakthrough, you have to make a decision to have yes. breakthrough. And we're going to give you the tools to form new habits. And all you need is the initial discipline mm-hmm. to follow through. And I promise you, if you follow four or five days, you'll finish the 21. But our goal, again, is not just, it's not just a 21-day challenge. Mm-hmm. It's a launch for the new you transformational uh, thing that God wants to do in your life mm-hmm. and what you are put on this planet for you and the ones you serve. It's a shift of mindset. Mm-hmm. And if you can take those 21 days, by the way, we go further faster together. Mm-hmm. So he and I have gone further right. faster oh, together without in relationships. So when you get a group of people doing a 21-day mm-hmm. challenge and going through these messages, and there's going to be other things that we'll do. Um, there's Praying together, that. getting in the Word together, yeah. the same mindset, the same heart, yeah. and encouraging one another. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm super excited about it. I really believe... Like you said, we've seen it in our edge groups. Mm-hmm. We've seen the thriving because the people that have maintained, like we didn't miss a beat when COVID happened. Like we mm-hmm. were already virtual. We do it virtually through a Zoom conference call. We've been doing that for three years. Mm-hmm. So those people haven't missed a beat and they've continued to thrive. And so we just want to make sure that we give everybody in our community and our church and much further beyond. You can invite anybody you want. If you know somebody that got kicked into survival mode, you need to invite them. Send them so the again, our thriving service begins Sunday morning, August 30th. Join us then. Mm-hmm. And then on Monday, about 6 a.m., we'll be uh, giving information so you can uh, tune in with us yeah, on, on Facebook, Facebook Live, Live. Yep. And, and really get in there, and we'll give you the tools to thrive. Amen. So I want to thank Mark for being with me and uh, my good friend and, and compadre in ministry and business. And I sure do love you, and I know he loves you. Thank Until you. next time. 
Join us again on Conversations with Mary. We'll see you soon.